0: in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.
1: Going in raw is now a CastBox original. CastBox is the fastest growing, highest rated podcast app on both iOS and Android. Where you can find all your favorite podcasts. You can still listen to Going in Raw wherever you get your podcasts, but we hope you'll give Castbox a shot. We think it's the best. Hey, Brendel, Steve here. And Larson. And welcome back to Matt Chat. It's my favorite show right here at youtube.com forward slash Steven Larson because we hand the show over to our patrons to submit video questions that me and Larson will then answer. It's oh so exciting, and you can participate at the $20 mark. $20 a month gets you in on the mat chat. Goodness, you can send us your video questions. If you just go to the Patreon first, patreon.com forward slash Steven Larson. It's a great way to support going in raw. Well, we've got a lot of questions. Today is SummerSlam day. Yeah, it is exciting. We're going to be doing our live reactions right here at the channel.
2: Later in the day, yeah.
1: Let's get into these questions. First up, uh, who's our first question from? Thayer uh, Thabata. Let's see what Therathabada
2: Thabata has to say. Okay.
1: ...that WWE is planning on making big money offers to the Young Bucks, Cody, and Kenny Omega. My question to you guys is simply, should they take the WWE offer, or should they just stay in the Indies for the rest of their career, and in New Japan for the rest of their career, and just become legends that way? Thanks, guys. Thank you, Therathabada. Thabata. Thank you, Ther. They should take all the money, absolutely. I think. I think, okay, I'll put it this way. I'm going to break it down. I would be surprised if the entire elite team of the Young Bucks and Kenny, and then, of course, Cody, if they all came in together. I firmly believe the Young Bucks are coming to WWE. Kenny Omega, I'm not sure about. I still feel like there's a lot left for him to do, and he seems like the kind of guy who that that matters to him, Um, getting across his vision in New Japan Pro Wrestling. Um, he's probably already making a grip of money with New Japan, so I'm not sure that would be the end-all be-all for him. Yeah, I do think the Young Bucks have pretty much done everything they can do um, on the, the non-WWE scene. Um, at a certain point, you risk—I don't know. I'm not going to make this comparison. But, like, for example, the Briscoes. Feels like they did everything they could do in the non WWE scene a long time ago, and so they're you know they have a good career, and they have a great career, um, but what else can you really do? So the young bucks would not surprise me if they took the payday, uh, you know, got a, a schedule that's favorable to them, that's comparable to what they do now, um, and uh, and yeah, and 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 did that. Kenny, I could see maybe in twenty twenty. But 2019, I would be kind of surprised if he if he joined the WWE. Yeah, Cody, I would definitely be surprised.
2: Yeah, I'd be surprised. Um, uh, here's you mentioned the schedule, and I think that's one thing WWE is pretty particular about. Um, the Hardys, who returned a couple of years back, um, we heard that they wanted a lighter schedule. You know, considering their age and the the number of injuries they've amassed during their long and decorated career you'd think they would be given that luxury of working a lighter schedule everything we've heard seems to indicate that WWE didn't really back off that much they might give it to daniel bryan one of the remains to be seen apparently one of they've the, been
1: pulling him from shows
2: let me finish uh when the sticking points between negotiations we heard between wb and Rey mysterio was the same thing they wanted him on the road full time going back as far as kurt angle We'd heard several times that there was negotiation about bringing Kurt Angle back, but they wanted him to work a full-time schedule, and his body couldn't handle it. They seem intent on having the wrestlers work, work a full-time schedule. Now, I know the, the Young Bucks are, are wildly popular, wildly successful. Um, they will bring eyes to the product for sure, but I just feel like their tendency is to say, we want you to out there working 200 days a year or no, essentially. Um, here's another thing. Kenny, what's one of his catchphrases? Change the world. I think he would probably feel like he'd uh, be able to do that. Far more working with New Japan in terms of changing the world of professional wrestling, um, helping uh, New Japan's uh, expansion into North America and worldwide. I mean, they're never gonna be New Japan, they're never gonna be exactly in the same uh, playing field as WWE, but they're already the number two wrestling promotion in the entire world. they'll solidify that case and they can only make inroads in terms of garnering new fans based on the quality of their product. Um, So I'd be... Kenny, I can totally understand if he never went. I can understand why. I know he said he wanted to have a uh, WrestleMania match against AJ Styles. and I'm sure that's still in his head and that'd be phenomenal. But then again, we saw AJ versus Nakamura at WrestleMania. Kind of uh, not that great. Yeah, true. So um, as far as Cody, I'd be absolutely shocked if he went back at any point in the next five years. Me too. Um, he seems completely content
1: doing what he's doing.
2: On huh? the other hand,
1: he's always made a point of keeping on good terms. Oh yeah, yeah, he's never burned du- any bridges with the WWE. Yeah. um, I do. I feel also with with Cody, there is a lot that he could do. He's got plenty of money. Yeah. Um. So I think there's a lot he could do. If the, maybe who knows? Maybe he's got that sort of. He's got that itch where you know WWE is where he grew up. That's mm-hmm. where he came up. That's mm-hmm. where you know the. Mm-hmm. the so maybe he's got that thing where he, he's made his point. Maybe he's made his point. Maybe he said, hey, look, I did all this and I can only get better. And so he'd be willing to come back for a bigger I don't payday. Know, it, it,
2: depend, it depends what his point is. If his point is I can succeed on uh, I can succeed on my own terms without you, yeah, you can say he's, he's, he's done that. But if he has grander ambitions that we're not aware of, then he might not be content to just say, all right, I've done what I've done. Now it's time to go back.
1: Yeah, again, though, grander ambitions— what 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 could you possibly mean? He's been Ring of Honor champion. He's proven his point with with All In again. I would be I would be I would be shocked. But what more can you really do? Oh, I don't know. You know,
2: I mean, he can still you know be the IWGP Heavyweight Champion. Yeah, that's a pretty huge accolade.
1: That's uh, yeah, that's a pretty long road for him though. Yeah. I mean that's
2: he's in a feud for the U.S. title now. Uh, yeah,
1: yeah, that's true. Um, I would say the I, I would be really surprised if the Young Bucks didn't. I mean, here's the thing: they're the th- most likely. Yeah, definitely. Here's the thing about the Young Bucks as it pertains to the schedule. Number one, I. You're you're right. You're right, largely. But the idea that they're taking Daniel Bryan off the road to uh, help bolster their case with him, I would think that would mean they would extend that into his next contract as well. well. You they would hope
2: would. so, but that's also a special circumstance, where it's the health issue.
1: That's true. That is true.
2: And it's, you know, we 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 heard that Matt Jackson has uh, potentially has some sort of back injury. He hasn't forced him from uh, wrestling at all that, that we're aware
1: of. I would wonder. I, I don't would, know
2: if, if for, for healthy wrestlers.
1: Yeah, I would if wonder. If they would
2: ac- accommodate them in that, to that degree. You so know? we don't
1: know what the deal with Ray Mysterio is going to be. Mm-mm. I would wonder if, given how many people they are snapping up, they're signing, if, if, they, if that's one possible reason, they'd be more open to a part-of-time schedule. To allow their roster room to breathe a little bit.
2: Well, if that's the case, let's go all 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 in on uh, on an off season for wrestlers. Give them a month off,
1: a month I, or two off. I've, I've always wanted that, man. Heck those, yeah! Those people they need their they need their bodies to rest. Yep. Uh, next up, Maya Dope. She's going back to school. Let's see what she has to say.
3: Hey friends, this is Missy Dope's daughter here, and. Sunday is SummerSlam, and on Monday is my first day of school. Which one do you think I should be more excited for?
1: Thank you, Maya. Thank you, Maya. Woo! First day of school, that's exciting. I'll I'll go first. I went first last time. You go first. What should she be more excited for? You can shoot. You don't have to say the other thing that I'm not going to say. What do you really feel? I mean, school. Yeah. First day of school, while I was in elementary school, is always really exciting. Yeah. Because I
2: didn't get to, like, typically speaking... Uh, uh, during the summer, like I didn't see my friends as much, oh, you know, oh. whereas at school I saw them every day. Did you not
1: have a bicycle?
2: I didn't until kind of late, no. <laughs> oh no, that's I, so sad. I, I was like in fifth or sixth grade before I got but a bicycle. That explains
1: so much about you.
2: Um, you know, like i do activities, like uh, by yourself? No, baseball and such, and I'd see my friends. Okay. But you know, it wasn't every day. School was my friends was every freedom. day. It was, it was freedom. Oh, it was. It was great when I finally oh, got one. I loved one. it. Um. So, yeah, it's cool. You can yeah. do
1: activities. You get to learn new things. So, here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. Be excited about the first day of school. Yeah. Second day, maybe even like the, the first week. First week, yeah. Usually, it's pretty casual the first week. After that, it's a grind. <laughs> after that, it's you a grind. You have to find the joy in school after that. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so, yeah, it is a lot of very exciting. Here's one thing, an underrated thing about the first day of school. New equipment. Mm-hmm. New binders. New backpacks. Yeah, you get to go out maybe go, go shopping
2: for stuff. yes. That's yeah, right. Yeah. So new
1: school gear. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. SummerSlam. Look, SummerSlam is gonna be fun. It's gonna be, be very fun, exciting. But it's also gonna be a very long day. Yeah. It's gonna, <laughs> exactly. So hopefully the Dope family has some very comfortable couches, mm-hmm. and Mister Dope gets whatever their favorite pizza is, mm-hmm. or whatever their favorite or snacks. Food. Yes, exactly. Snacks. Yes. <laughs> exactly. And uh, some donuts, maybe. Oh yeah. Love
2: some donuts. I feel like you're you're set up the menu for our uh, live stream
1: believe that man uh so yeah but now school man. first day of school yeah first day of school
2: now if this was a question between takeover oh, and the
1: first day of school oh, oh, oh. still be school yeah next up we've got a question from the official going in raw enforcer stevie bradley he's got a question about cars cars let's see what he has to say
3: hello steven larson and all the friendos out there it is uh, the official going in raw enforcer stevie bradley here with the matt chat question as I sit in my reliable car, ready to start the day, I feel for my uh, fellow match hatter, uh, Patrick Sparks, got himself a lemon, and uh, I feel bad for him, but it got me thinking on a question. Uh, cars have lemon laws. You know, if it busts, you go back, you can take it back within a matter of time. What if we had this for NXT call-ups? Um, after a few months, we could just go lemon law and take them back to NXT. Who would you Lemon Law to take back to NXT? Um, obviously, it's got to be within some time. Um, I'm thinking within a few months. Like AOP, uh, Lemon Law. Uh, Bobby Roode, first when he came out, should have been Lemon Lawed. Go back to NXT. Let's try again. Uh, let me know your thoughts. Who can we Lemon Law if this was a thing? Um... Let me know your thoughts, guys. Too sweet, hearty handshake. Take care. Thank you, Enforcer Stevie Bradley.
2: Thank you, Enforcer. Oh, you go first.
1: Man. Oh, I like your answer. I just saw that. A Lemon Law for an NXT call-up? Oh. Pff. I know.
2: It's, it's, there's too many to choose from.
1: No, I'm. Uh, it's, it's going to be Asuka. She's not even on the SummerSlam card. She's not Bobby Rude. I kind of understand because they brought him up, and they, uh, they they he was just a gimmick. He was just a gimmick. That well, he was a you, song. We, a we should have seen that a mile away. We should have seen that when he debuted, and that's something to keep an eye on these days. When he debuted with that glorious theme song, we should have looked at that and said, "How is Vince going to take that?" That's exactly what I said when he debuted. I said Vince saw his song is like,
2: that's his gimmick. He's the glorious no, no, guy. No, no,
1: no, no, no. When he debuted in NXT. Oh. When we heard the song for oh, the sorry. first time. Man, you're about to rip my head off.
2: Yeah, because that's exactly what I said when he got called up.
1: I predicted most of this. Well, I'm talking about back in NXT, man. Well, we didn't know because his first. He debuted against Aiden English. It wasn't that difficult to predict. I give you credit. I'll give you credit, which you never give me credit, by the way. Give you I'll give time. You every time, time
2: you do something well, every time you do something well design-wise, I say, that looks great, Steve. On air, publicly, so everybody knows. So don't say I don't give you credit for anything because that's B.S.
1: Fine, fine, fine.
2: Uh, did we even hear his song the first time he came out and did the promo? That very first promo. Did his song play before that?
1: They dropped his song before he showed up on oh, TV that's true. On, on their yeah, music it's true, site. That's true, that's true. Everybody knew it. We should have known at that well, hold moment. Hold on, did
2: they drop it before his first match or before his first promo?
1: Because definitely before his first match. His uh, When he went out there
2: and dropped that first promo about having CEOs in the front row. I don't Steph,
1: recall if that was prior to, or if he had a match before that or not. No, did
2: he me. didn't. He didn't at all. His first match, we were there for his first match at TakeOver Brooklyn. That was his debut match, wasn't it? Against oh, uh, sure. I Almas, I, I believe so.
1: I don't know. I know he had he had some sort of ma- I remember there was a spoiler thing where he had a match. Maybe he was on the house show circuit. I don't know. I'm pretty sure his theme song debuted before before he had a match, before his promo. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. I don't know. I don't know. Um, in any event, we should have known as soon as he cut that, as soon as they dropped that song, that Vince McMahon was going to take the glorious thing and uh, and run with it. However, I'm going to say my, my main answer is Asuka. She went undefeated. They, they completely built her up to be absolutely dominant. To, they, they should have made it so that Mania 35 should have been the un, undefeated Asuka Versus the undefeated Ronda Rousey for, I don't know, an all undisputed the, championship titles, or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And instead, they took her to WrestleMania, they had her face Charlotte, and they had her lose. And I don't entirely disagree with that decision necessarily because I'm not sure how intriguing both main event scenes on Raw, I'm sorry, both women's main event scenes on Raw and SmackDown could have been with two undefeated champions. But I mean you see what they do with Brock Lesnar. They can do something with it. Um so yeah, I it's to me it's Asuka. It's absolutely yeah. I, I mean, her first couple of matches with Emma were far too far too uh competitive. So no, absolutely not.
2: Yeah, we should have got an idea of, of how it was gonna go based on her first match with Emma, because it wasn't a squash match. Mm-hmm. And it should have been a squash match. Yeah. Um however, I can't I, mean, I can't disagree with your answer. I'm gonna go with a different Uh, I'll make a different case for Ty Dillinger. Mm. Um, Lemon! What?
1: Lemon! Oh, yeah.
2: The U2 song. Um, (laughs) Now, you could easily make the case that his ceiling probably wasn't that high in the main roster anyways, which I'll, to a point, agree with. Sure. But uh, he had momentum in NXT. If he had been able to stick around another four to six months, and yes, I know there was a huge influx of talent on the horizon. Still, let him stick around four to six months in NXT even if he just gets into a program with Bob Roode and holds an NXT title for one day a week oh, a day oh sorry a week that'd be a week <laughs> a week TV a mustache mountain
1: esque title run yeah Aww.
2: that would have done wonders for him he was on that trajectory it could have happened it would have been believable and, the, and full sale would have exploded
1: yeah yeah and yeah. sure
2: he would brought up to main and maybe been a solid mid Carter. but that's a huge improvement over barely being on TV
1: yeah, I know. All right. Your entire scenario is highly optimistic. Oh, it's incredibly but, optimistic. But I'll give it to you. Yeah, Ty Dillinger, definitely Lemon Law. But I don't know. We, we've we've talked a lot about what you could possibly do with Ty Dillinger to turn around. I have no idea, man. I have no idea. I have no clue. None. Anyways, who's our next question from? Minnesota Joe. Oh, I love Minnesota Joe. Let's see what he has to say. Hey, friendos. Minnesota Joe here with another
2: Matt Chat question. Um yeah, what I was thinking about this week is I heard about uh Kane Velasquez in the performance center and like, you know, you got Ronda Rousey, you got Shayna Baszler, you got all these MMA people starting to come in and uh, become wrestlers and they're doing really well. Uh my question this week is what athletes from other sports would you like to come in to WWE and wrestle or maybe even be on the indie scene, whatever you want. Who's an athlete from a different sport you want to see wrestle? Any athlete, they just got to be alive, even if they're retired. Uh, thanks, friendos. Too
1: sweet and a hearty handshake.
2: Thank you, Minnesota Joe. Thank you, Minnesota Joe. There's one athlete at the top of my list.
1: LeBron James. LeBron James. Oh, man. I would, I'm so close. I went on the Lakers uh, jersey site. Is that what you right there? Uh, no. I was uh, – no. Uh, I wanted to get – because I want the black jersey. Yeah. The LeBron black jersey. But they don't have any. I don't know what's up with that. I don't want the yellow one. It's too bright for me. Mm-hmm. I like and you really all. like purple. I, yeah. No, I don't like purple at all. Um, Man, LeBron James. Goat. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Total goat. Yeah. Absolutely, man.
2: Um, LeBron James, this one, and there's probably a huge gap, and then I can think of some other names. D'Angelo Williams had a really good showing and impact that one did. match. He did. So if he were to uh, get into wrestling full-time, yeah. I'd be into that.
1: How about this? New tag team. Lance Stevenson, JaVale McGee, (laughs) Shaqton. Tell me you wouldn't die to see that. That'd be pretty funny. I would die to see that. That would be fantastic. That would be pretty funny. Shaqton. JaVale McGee managed. JaVale McGee, Lance Stevenson managed by Shaq.
2: Oh, you need a faction, though. Put Rajon Rondo in there. (laughs) There you go. There you go.
1: That's perfect. Oh, yeah. man. Back in the day, get Rashid Wallace in a oh, faction. Heck yes, man. I loved Rasheed. Oh, man, man. He was awesome. Remember him and who's that old ref? Uh, oh. Um, Bavetta? Yeah. Was it Bavetta? Jack Bavetta, yeah. Dick Bavetta. Dick
2: Bavetta. Sorry, yes.
1: Always oh, going at it. That was great. Oh, man. Do you have any other answers? No, man. It's ja- LeBron. JaVale McGee oh, and Lance McGee. Stevenson as a tag All right. team. All right. Would be great. And but Oh, how about LeBron. this? It's LeBron. Heal Kevin Durant. Oh, that's a good one too. I like that. That's good. What about um back in the day? Also, uh, uh who's it? Charles Oakley. Oh gosh, it's scary. Shoot, scary. Rick Mahorn. <laughs> Shoot, scary. Next up, uh, Christopher Rampersad has a question. Let's see what he has to say. Hello, Stephen Larson. What is the worst feud in WWE? To me, is. Brock
3: Lesnar versus Roman Reigns. I'll see you guys later tonight for the live stream.
1: Thank you, Mr. Christopher Ramperson. Thank you, Christopher. Oh, the worst view. <laughs> <Right. laughs> I just saw your answer. I'm not sure I can do better with this. Well, here, this. do a
2: little research. I'll do mine. It's Bob Rude and Mojo Raleigh. Uh, this whole thing kicked off with Mojo going into the loser locker room. Um, you're convinced to go to his locker. I'm convinced that he thinks that he's too good for the loser locker room. Move the stuff out of loser locker room to like Broom Closet, to somewhere else, and then goes back to Loser Locker Room to insult people in Loser Locker Room. And then Bob Rude, who I'm still not sure, at least that week, wasn't in Loser Locker Room, gets in there, they start brawling. Because the next week, we definitely see Bob Rude not in Loser Locker Room. Mm -hmm. So they spent like two or three weeks of build for a match, their first one. That was about six minutes long. Bob Rude won easily, this last week on Raw, they were involved in a six-man tag match that lasted that long. Yeah. Bob Roode goes over <laughs> glorious DDT. Yeah, okay. It's been awful. Why is Bob Roode in a feud it.
1: with Mojo Rawley? Slummin' it. Why? Like Mojo,
2: like hit what he was doing with No Way Jose, that was kind of fun. No,
1: it wasn't, man. It, was, it really it wasn't. It gave Mojo an
2: opportunity. Mojo's decent on the mic. He's all right in the ring. He just needs some sort of repackaging, so I can't really take him seriously as a vicious heel.
1: Yeah, That's dude. really the problem. I don't know. I mean, I, I think with Mojo, I'll put it this way. it's. It, I think it'd be way easier. Oddly enough, I think Mojo has the ingredients that Ty lacks for a repackage Successfully, yeah. I don't know if he'll never get past the the mid card, but a strong mid card yeah, is yeah. possible yeah, for him. Yeah. A
2: transitional he, heel mid card champion, needs, maybe.
1: Like you know how Bray like Wyatt, title. like Bray, yeah, like Bray Wyatt wears clothes. Mojo needs something where he wears clothes. That's what I don't know. Take that for what you will. I don't know what it is. I don't know what that means. I don't know if it's like a jail suit, like a, 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 a you know whatever. What do you Maybe call you those? just be like a
2: Jim Morrison cosplayer in the, the Mr. Mojo Rising thing. <laughs> yeah, something like
1: that. <laughs> Jim Moore, wasn't that just John Hennigan? Yeah, kind Was, of. <laughs> Wasn't that Jomo? Um, <laughs> I, so here's the thing: I can't really beat that answer because it's totally true. It's, it's a good answer. I, it's totally true. I will. Uh, I'll say this: I have two other answers that are possibly there. Aiden English versus himself. Yeah. Or the lower division tag team thing in NXT. Oh. Heavy Machinery, TM61 or the Mighty whatever, and, street and then profits. Street Profits. I don't even know what's going on there, but yeah, it's a mess. I don't know, I don't know It's an absolute mess. So I, I'll say all that right there. But no, nothing beats. The worst right now is what is Bob Brew doing? hanging with Mojo Raleigh in the loser locker room. Doesn't make any sense, Doesn't man. Doesn't make a lick of sense. No sense. Next up, we've got a question from Loki. Let's see what Loki has to say.
3: Hello, Stephen Larson. Loki Richard here, coming at you from your bathroom with another Matt Chat question. My question for you today is,
2: what is the best, worst gimmick? Thank you. Have fun with the debate. And...
1: Thank you, Loki. Thank you, Loki. The henchman for the Freak Legion, Loki. Yeah. Ultimate henchman right there. Give me best worst gimmick, Steve. <sighs> Isn't it Undertaker?
2: It's a good answer.
1: <laughs> it's got to It's like one of the best. I was watching a Kevin Nash shoot interview the other day, which I'm prone to do. Yeah. And I mean, he said pretty entertaining. The best character in the history of, of wrestling is the Undertaker. It's totally true because the best gimmick. But it's an it's the Undertaker. Like, yeah, I know. You don't con- you don't really think of that. Like number one, the Undertaker. What does an what does an actual Undertaker do? Do they they just deal with the dead bodies basically, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. Make sure they get into the coffin okay. Arrange funeral services. I'm assuming maybe. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So like I don't know how supernatural powers comes into play there, it shouldn't. but it does in the WWE. It does. So that's really bad, but it's awesome. So I'll say Undertaker.
2: I don't really have an answer that's good enough to beat that. What was Kevin Nash's gimmick? Is Diesel? Was he a truck driver? Sure didn't seem no, like it. He was it. the truck because he's diesel. How could man be truck though? He's some <laughs> transformer.
1: What is the definition of diesel? Well, it's a fuel. Okay, diesel and is so a diesel like a, like a semi
2: truck. I think operates on diesel
1: fuel but it's a variation of fuel right, right
2: cuz you go to the gas station you have your you unleaded your 87 your 90, 90 87 89 and 91 and then also there's diesel there <laughs> diesel fuel but what makes it diesel i don't know i don't know anything about gasoline no put it in my car my car runs i'm just going to take extent a, a the
1: definition of diesel
2: so is is kevin was kevin Nash supposed to be a, a diesel, variation diesel gasoline or is he supposed to be diesel truck
1: It's a heavy petroleum fraction used as fuel in diesel engines. So it's a type of oil. Fuel, gas. Yeah. 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 Um, I mean, it was wildly successful, though. Uh, Define wildly. Wildly. I mean, he won. He had the title for a year. I would say it was successful.
2: Well, for that era, it was pretty darn successful. The era of
1: 1995 is not Which a good was, era. Yeah,
2: not a good era all around. <laughs> not a good so era. So for that era, yeah, it was pretty successful.
1: Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. But so yeah,
2: whatever that is, whatever Diesel was supposed to be, was Line. he was he truck driver? Was he truck? Was he a man who made gasoline or was Didn't he his gasoline? Single
1: kind of look like the grill of a truck. Some of it did. Yeah, so I think he was but supposed yeah, to be truck. He also
2: truck. had like like the tassels on the side of his pants. Yeah, I don't know.
1: I've never seen a truck with tassels. He didn't have wheels. <laughs> like, maybe it was, that was ironic about it because he couldn't go fast. Oh, he
2: was slow. He was super great. slow.
1: But I'm telling you, man, go back and watch that Diesel Mabel match. It looks, looks like something about a 205 Live these days.
2: Oh, man. I'm telling you. It's great. We'll check that out for sure. Next from A.O. Worm. Let's see what A.O. Worm has to
3: say. What's going boy A.O. Worm, another match chat debate. Steve Larson, football season is approaching, so which teams would you compare to what wrestlers like? <laughs> I would compare Kurt Hawkins to the Cleveland Browns, you know, because of the losing record and stuff. Steve, who will be your Patriots? Larson, who will be your Eagles? So on and so forth. All right, guys, take it easy. Two sweet, hearty handshake.
1: Thank you, A.O. Worm. Thank you, A.O. Worm. chat, Hall of Famer. Yes, absolutely. Oh, I mean, you're the, the gold standard of professional wrestling is the same as the gold standard of the NFL The New England Patriots, obviously, John Cena. He's from the area, too. He's from the area. He's from the New England area. Of course, referring to Boston. Uh, John Cena is the New England Patriots. Pretty obvious answer. The only difference is, of course, John Cena, I mean, back in the day, he may have cheated to win a little bit when he was a heel, (laughs) but he hasn't cheated in a very long time. And we know those New England Patriots, one of the reasons I love them so much They'll cheat at any opportunity. They'll any the opportunity, they will cheat, cheat, cheat. Deflate those balls. Super inflate those balls. The, the, have intricate listening devices yeah. in the loser locker room. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, it's the New England Patriots. John Cena for sure. They're the best. He's I'm trying best. to think of some
2: uh, wrestler who embodies the Philadelphia Eagles.
1: Fly Eagles, fly. Yeah. Um, like Lince Dorado, perhaps. He flies. Leo Rush. Just let's say that. Leo Rush. Yeah. It's good. Leo Rush. That's good. A 23-year-old piece of gold. Yeah,
2: Eagles are a pretty young team. Mm-hmm. Um, coming off their first Super Bowl win. hmm Granted, Leo Rush hasn't won uh, any championships yet in WWE. Mm-hmm. But I'll say, sure, Leo Rush. All right. What are some other, other ones? Who's the Dallas Cowboys?
1: Well, aren't they, like, one of the most... Pro, they're America's team, they're supposedly. America's team. So who's America's... That, well, that's a guy that like AJ Styles. Yeah, AJ Styles. You know, that too. I know he's not from T- Dallas or Texas. No, he's from Georgia. He's from Georgia. Yeah. yeah.
2: What about Pittsburgh Steelers? Tough. The
1: Iron Curtain. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Is that what they call themselves. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Steel Curtain. Steel, Steel Curtain. Curtain. Sorry. The Iron Curtain was that's the, a Cold War thing. <laughs>
1: that's a Cold War thing. The Steel Curtain. Steel, Steel, Steel Curtain is. defense. Yes, in the seventies. Yeah. Who's big on defense? Who's tough? Um.
2: Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Let's
1: move on. Let's move on. Okay. Joshua Martinez has a question. Let's see what he has to say. Hey, friendos. Joshua Martinez back this week.
3: So I was watching an older episode of SmackDown, and there was, I want to say 2008, 2010 range, and I was watching this match with Jimmy Ling Ying, which he was in the Cruiserweight division back then and probably mid-card, lower mid-card, and I remember being a big fan of his when I was a kid watching that. So, I was wondering if you guys have somebody similar that you guys used to be big fans of that was in that mid-card,
2: lower mid-card field, and then they just fell off the face of the earth. Uh, yeah, I kind of want to see what you guys have in mind. Oh, Larson, also. Jordan Hare Sevens. they dirty as heck, but
1: still my favorites. Thank you, Joshua Martinez. Man, what a great question. Yeah. Mid-carders who fell off the scene. You have an answer? And you, and you like them. Uh... You go first.
2: All right. I didn't really like this wrestler particularly in in real life, but I loved them in a video game. Oh man. WCW versus NWO World Tour. One of the unlockables was Glacier. Oh yeah. And you couldn't beat me when I was Glacier, unless yeah. you
1: double teamed me, boy. Ooh. We couldn't wait double team you. We couldn't double team you and. In... Yeah. Did we? Was... Could, did they do triple threats in that? Game? Yeah, I think so. Really? Yeah, yeah I think Maybe so. Maybe we did double team you. I, I got the worst of that, though. You guys would do, Remember when they had special guest ref? Boy, we need to play that. <laughs> oh, I know. With the special guest ref. Yeah, that's the stream that's <laughs> waiting to happen
2: You see me get mad. Oof. <laughs> oof. Anyways, it's Glacier. I, I Glacier in that game was basically unbeatable. It was awesome. He didn't really do much for me in WCW. But, uh, yeah, he just kind of he stopped wrestling or you know, stopped showing up in WCW, and then you never really heard from him again.
1: Yeah, I'll go with this. I'll go with this. say Canyon. He was a lot. I think he was a lot more popular with us Mm -hmm. than like with the general audience. I loved Canyon. Mm -hmm. I think he ended up committing suicide. I think you're right about that, which is an absolute bummer Mm -hmm. Um, because man, he was so good on the mic. He He was was who better than Canyon Man, he was great. He was fantastic. He was a great wrestler too. So yeah, if I were ever to pop on an old episode of whatever WCW or WWE, because he had a stint in WWE too. Um, and I saw the Canyon character, I'd, I'd probably mark out. And, you know, because he he never like ended up. I mean, he was he sort of died, I think, before podcast became a big thing. He died a little while ago. But, um, yeah, I always loved Canyon. I thought he was great. I thought he was underutilized, too. So that's kind of a bummer. Yeah. but good question. Next up, we've got another question from DJ Mott. Let's see what he has to say
2: hey Steven Larson it is your going in raw sneakerhead DJ Mott here back with another Matt chat question so um, last week hey, Paul Heyman delivered one of the best promos in WWE this year in my opinion um, so going off of the promos what do you guys in your opinion think ruin a promo whether it be the week after what happens or what they do during it or the duration or whatever whatever your your pet peeves are I guess about a promo what are they too sweet hearty handshake thanks guys
1: thank you DJ Mott thank you DJ Mott good question what can torpedo a promo
2: Overscripting.
1: I, uh yeah oh pff, yeah
2: that's the huge one for me I can tell that the, whoever's delivering the promo is just either based on poor direction or you know, there's like the logistics of getting someone to script right before the camera starts rolling. Mm. They're pretty much just reading lines. Yeah. I don't care how good the dialogue is. It takes me
1: right out of it. Let me ask you this, though, because he kind of brings this up a little bit. Can a really, really good promo be ruined by events that follow? That follow. I guess in theory, yeah. I kind of. I, uh, okay. So my favorite promo of all time is probably CM Punk's bomb, mm-hmm. right? I think a lot of people share that share that as well. Afterwards, some really cool stuff happened. He beat Cena at Money in the Bank. That was pretty great. Um, I think then, at oh, then they did that silly interim title thing. See, after Money in the Bank, kind of went downhill. Yeah. Because they did the interim title thing. Um, Cena beat Rey Mysterio, I think. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then, and then uh, the, title versus and, title. And then and then SummerSlam, then yeah. Alberto Del Rio cashed in at SummerSlam on mm-hmm. Punk. So that was kind of lame. Um,
2: But none of that, I think, really affected the quality or or the the legacy of the Python promo. In fact, I think we were watching that uh, contract signing that CM Punk and and Cena had for their SummerSlam match. That was still great stuff. It was was
1: great, yeah. There was a lot of great there. Um, Heyman's promo was one of the best of the year. It was followed the next week by him showing his full card and turning on Roman, uh, pepper spraying the crap out of him, Mm -hmm. and then Brock, you know, the big reveal happened.
2: Which we suspected would have been the case, but we thought it probably would have been at SummerSlam.
1: Didn't ruin the promo for me. Not at I all. Thought it was a good ruse. You know, yeah. I mean, it, it it came together well. Um, so no, I think a, I think a good promo is a good promo, and I think it stands on its own regardless of what happens after the fact. Um, for me, it's it's like you said, like what can ruin a promo? Um, <laughs> when somebody forgets their line and just starts saying, "Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah." Uh, so yeah that kind of stuff I'm trying to think oh here's a little thing that bothers me sometimes
2: and I heard that Vince doesn't like people for the most part doing promos into camera mm-hmm. or interviews so when someone's being interviewed and they don't look at the interviewer <laughs> yeah. and they don't look at camera yeah. they look halfway in between <laughs> exactly. And I just think, who are you are looking at? Yeah, yeah. That bothers
1: me a little bit. <laughs> Everyone did it. Like one of his last, apparently the promo that might have got him fired. Or they got a writer fired. <laughs> and they had that weird thing where you're standing like. With his back to the crowd on the top of the ramp, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, who stages And he that? wasn't looking at the camera. He was all looking up and it was weird. He was all tall and weird. Big Kaz. So yeah, that and then you know a crap crowd also. Yeah, like if a crowd starts wetting you, your promo's dead.
2: Yeah, no. <laughs> I don't care who. You <laughs> Unless are. you can somehow be one of the few people that can turn that around.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, pretty much any scene of promo is amazing. Uh, let's see here. Next up, uh, Double J. Man, Double J looks like he's seen better days, Larson. I'm kind of I'm kind of curious to what the backstory for uh, for his face is. I know. <laughs> let's take a look. Steve Larson. It's your boy Double J Joe Jensen, ain't I great? And uh,
3: you can tell by my face that I got colored the hard way, you know what I'm saying? So I want you to power rank your top five favorite weapons in wrestling matches. Not the most devastating, just your favorites, the ones you get excited to see. Too sweet, hearty handshake. Swing your beer. Peace out.
1: Thank you, Double J. Ain't he great? Thank you, Double J. His face ain't looking. What happened? I don't know, man. He got busted up a little bit. I guess so. It's sleeping in a parking lot, maybe, and something <laughs> pulled out of his car like Shawn Michaels' way? I don't know. Did he get into a match at a bar and drop Starship paint on somebody? <laughs> Anyways, speaking of, he, he has a question about wrestling weapons here. Yeah, let's power rank him. Maybe somebody power ranked him with a weapon. I don't oof, know. Oof. Oh, sledgehammer. It's like, what so Triple H used to get that thing out from under the, the freaking apron, out from under the ring, and just look at it like you wanted to make love to it. No, this is what it is. It's a, it's
2: a steel chair because it's versatile. It's the chair. You can use it this way. Mm-hmm. You can put it down, drop people on it. You can wedge it between the ropes. Action. Yeah. You can mm-hmm. do action with it. It's action. the most versatile weapon, I feel like. It's like you, you can do a lot of stuff with a ladder, but it's large. Yeah. It's cumbersome. It's not easy to move and manipulate. Oh, I hate the ladder. Yeah. chair, you can open it, sit it down, someone's face goes into it. It's the steel chair.
1: Over their head and yeah. bang them. Yeah.
2: It encourages creativity. Yeah. Uh, it offers the most variety. Mm-hmm. It's the steel chair. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's a good answer. Still, I like the sledgehammer because it's a freaking sledgehammer. Yeah, that's pretty good. And That'd be could, number two. You could really open up people with that thing. Yeah. <laughs> What about a spike, a metal spike, like we saw? Never mind. That's yeah, the spike baseball bat combo (laughs) from Slammiversary might be my new favorite. Oh, I missed. Ay, que lastimo. Oh, Sammy Callahan. Next up, uh, TNA for Life has like maybe my favorite question this week about bowling. Yeah, bowling's great. What he says.
3: What's up, friendos? It's your boy TNA for life here for another match Chat question so um i work at a bowling alley i know steven larson are pretty into bowling i think that they said they were in a league at one point i think that's pretty cool i want to know steven larson if you can make one bowling league team of five who would it be out of anyone in wwe raw smackdown or nxt and you know what let's take the undisputed era out of it I don't know if you would have used them or not, but let's just take them out of it. So, anyone but the Undisputed Era, who would you put together for a, a bowling league team of five? Thank you very much to Sweet hearty and Shake. Peace out.
1: Thank you, TNA, for life. Thank you. Um, all right, so I'm going to say this. I like your answer. First of
2: all, it's a bummer. Undisputed Era can't be our answer.
1: Oh, because it had been that. It, oh yeah, it definitely. Oh, been. oh, Give me a
2: break, Give me a break. Imagine getting bowling shirts with this on the back. <laughs> you here's have to what, win all the
1: trophies though. Here's my, yeah, they yeah, that's undisputed. <laughs> here's here's what I have to say. I think it would be so in Stephen Larson's book Raw, yeah, we have the True Buds uh-huh. who are loosely based off of the general atmosphere of the Big Lebowski, Yeah. right? Yeah. And they were big bowlers. Yeah. So it would be Harper and Rowan, but not as the Wyatt's not as the Bludgeon Brothers, Dude Harper, Good Guy Eric would be my bu- and Beefy Dubs. You need
2: five in total, including yourself.
1: Me, Dude Harper, uh, Good Rome. Guy Eric, uh, Beefy Dubs, and then uh, the one of the original member who's going to be a member of True Buds, Ember Moon. I feel like Ember Moon's a bit on the nerdy side, anyways. So I think she'd be a good bowler because I think there's sort of a nerdy aspect to bowling a little bit, kind of maybe. Or maybe not. I don't know. I don't know either. Yeah. Uh, or I could, how about this? I'll do this instead. Me, Rowan, Harper, Otis Dozovich, and the other dude, Tucker Knight. Oh, okay. Because I feel like they could work well in the bowling yeah, gimmick they could as spin well. It. Yeah. They could spin it. They could definitely spin it. Yeah. 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 So go ahead.
2: Um, My bowling team would be this. It'd be, oops, you and me. Oh, nice. And the New Day oh man how
1: much fun would that be all the fun man that'd be a lot of fun I really wanted to when we retire can we just freaking bowl why do you have to wait till we, we retire because I want to do like every day cool right on
2: it's too bad there's not a bowling alley nearby we can wrap up our work for the day I know go play a game or two just well, across the street Yeah, just go spin it man
1: I want to go spin it I'm Jesus and uh, Big Lebowski me and Liam <laughs> Liam all right, moving on. Let's see here. We've got uh... Young Liam. Oh, speaking of Liam. Young Liam Reborn. Let's yeah. see what
2: Young Liam
3: has to say. Hello, Steven Larson. This is Young Liam Reborn giving you a video question in which I shall give you guys a question, part of my $20 Patreon pledge, in which I shall give you guys a question, and you guys shall discuss it depending on the question, the outcome, and you guys shall see what would be the best suitable answer in which I have laid the question, and you shall guys do an answer. Here's the question. The question brings to 16-time world champion John Cena, and in which, after SummerSlam, take it, he comes back for something. I don't know. Maybe he's after done promoting Bumblebee uh, coming out this December. Um, will he be going against, in my opinion, WWE Champion Samoa Joe, or Universal Champion Braun Strowman? Take the question, and you shall discuss it. Um, whoever has the best answer um, shall have the satisfaction of knowing that their answer was better.
1: Thank you, Young Liam Reborn. Leave the John Cena impressions to Larson. Maybe okay. You know, he's, he's it's not it's not going to be gold every time. He had the David Putty Devil last oh, that was week. Great. This week, not so much with the John Cena. Putty was great though. Still, I love when people go out on a limb and try something yeah. new. Creativity creativity for young Lyme.
2: Well, who should John Cena come back and face number 17?
1: Who you're going to say is the correct
2: answer, but I'll try to make the case for Braun Strowman.
1: Braun Strowman's a great answer. He's
2: a great answer, but I I would prefer it... It depends if John Cena will be successful in in his quest to claim number 17. If so, I think Samoa Joe would be the better answer, because I really don't see Strowman gaining much from being in a feud with John Cena, only to ultimately lose. That's true. Um, whereas Samoa Joe, I don't think it really affects him quite as much. Yeah. Negatively. Yeah. Um, I think if the feud, though, is John Cena going after number 17 against Braun Strowman and throwing everything you can at Braun and coming up short as the first act of a longer story where he ultimately beats someone for number 17, I think that would be really effective. Mm-hmm. Where you have Braun, who, who is domin- absolutely dominant, and you have Cena... Who has a tendency to come into whatever show he's coming on to, on to when he wants to have a title match and to say, "Hey, you have something that belongs to me." Yeah, that's generally his attitude. I'd like to see him try to do that against Braun because this is not going to go well for John Cena. No, yeah, I yeah. think that'd be the uh, interesting first act. But if Cena is going to go over Stroman for that title, no.
1: I'd be very, 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 very excited to see a promo off between Samoa Joe and John oh, Cena. Oh yes, please. I mean, that's you know, the, you could you can take this any number of ways. Samoa Joe you know John Cena has always been company guy WWE Samoa Joe has only been in WWE for a, a short number of years um, and so there is that big aspect of you know we, we saw that sort of between AJ and Cena Daniel Bryan and Cena where they play up you know the traveled around the world thing um, meaning non-WWE wrestling um, so that would be a lot of fun uh, and Samoa Joe, I think, would be. I mean, to, to imagine the promos between those two guys, you know, it'd be it'd be very difficult for Cena to verbally um, outward uh, Samoa Joe. I know, and and I know be it'd so, be phenomenal. It'd be so much fun to watch. Oh heck yeah! Uh, and then finally, uh, video last video question we have is from Y two Jeremy. Let's see what he has to say. Hey Steven Larson, it's your boy, Y2Jeremy, aka The Cancer Man, back with you another video match chat question. This is a tough one, it's going to be uncomfortable, but I want to discuss it. I have a theory that Vince McMahon hates Asian wrestlers. Now, go with me on this one. There always seems to be some sort of a glass ceiling when it comes to Asian wrestlers. Nakamura wins the Royal Rumble but loses to the white AJ Styles. They build the legend of Asuka only for her to lose to the white Charlotte Flair. You see where I'm going with this? Kenta gets brought in as Hideo Itami. He gets hurt, comes back, gets stuck at 205 Live, no belt. Kenzo Suzuki, the bronze warrior, Tajiri. Can you name the last Asian
3: world or WWE champion?
1: You can't. You can't. So, does my he- theory hold water? Thank you, Y2 Jeremy, coming Thank at you. us with the controversy. Y2 Jeremy. I have a hard time. I, I don't know Vince McMahon. I don't I don't I wouldn't assume that he's racist. Um, so uh, I don't know. I think he. You mentioned this off camera. You said you just think that Vince and I agree with this. Vince has an what did you say antiquated way of thinking about wrestling, mm-hmm. um, and I think that's maybe why we haven't seen any Asian. World champions um, he, You mentioned Tajiri He was cruiserweight champion yeah, he, he was champion a of his cruiserweight
2: division. champion and light heavyweight champion And mm-hmm. a tag team champion I
1: thought for sure Shinsuke Nakamura was going to pick it up It's it. I think under different circumstances They probably would have given it mm-hmm. to Shinsuke Nakamura I
2: think if AJ Styles hadn't Gotten to be as popular as AJ Styles is mm-hmm. Definitely
1: And I even wonder if, if they had gone With like per, like Roman Reigns On a video game cover I, I do kind of yeah. wonder if the timing yeah. of the video game had something to do yeah. with that. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised um, by that at all. So, so no, I don't know. I mean, it is it, it, it is unfortunate that we haven't seen a more prominent, um, you know, Asian or Asian American in world champion role. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, I'm not going to defend the WWE's track record when it comes to you know their uh, what's the word I'm looking for. <laughs> You guys know what
2: I'm yeah, talking about. Yeah, I, th- I think everybody knows what what, what we're talking about. Here. <laughs>
1: uh, so I'm not going to defend them on that level, but I'm also not going to demonize them for you know their booking decisions. I think go, I think their booking decisions go far beyond race. <laughs> you know, I don't think I really don't think they have that. It has much to do with that, to be honest with you. But I don't know. I'm not in the booking room, so I can't really say. So yeah, we have a couple of text questions yes. here. One from Tom Fox. He asks, does the Gargano Champa feud have the potential to go down as one of the best storylines in WWE history? Yes, absolutely it does. Mm-hmm. I think it's mm-hmm. almost
2: already there. Yeah, no. I mean if I'd think It'd be
1: hard for them to fumble the ball now.
2: Yeah. I mean, the only ones I can think of that really maybe top it, you got Hogan Macho Man, Mega Powers, you got Austin McMahon. Mm-hmm. Which of course kind of wraps up Austin Rock as well. Yeah. Is there a,
1: maybe Cena CM Punk? Maybe. Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels. Yeah. Yeah. But this is next level storytelling. Yeah, this is I mean This is shit you'd expect out of New Japan. Yeah.
2: Well, I mean, this know? is this is cinematic. Yeah. You know, the use of, of metaphor and symbolism. The
1: detail. Which
2: you don't really see in wrestling storytelling. No, you don't. I mean, when Chapo was employing that crutch, it wasn't just a crutch. That meant something. Yeah. Same with the knee brace. Yeah. Especially that first match of theirs. Every little thing meant something. Mm-hmm. Even the second match. Mm-hmm. I'm interested to see how they employ all of these elements they've used so far in the third match, especially now since they've had to change course kind of last minute. Yeah. yeah. With uh, Alistair Black getting hurt. So it'll yeah. be really interesting. And depending on how this match unfolds and plays out, um, I'd still be really surprised if Johnny Gargano ends up, or won by this point, the match already happen. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I've, I've I've continually insisted that it's going it to has to come down to a point where Gargano has to choose between retaining some semblance or finding his humanity, becoming Johnny Wrestling again as we knew him, or really just turning completely to the dark side and we're Johnny like a, Bastard. we have like a double turn. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Oh, there comes Johnny Bastard. But then, if the double turn happens, eventually we have to get to the point where Johnny has to reclaim or redeem himself. You know,
1: because mm-hmm. yeah. that's like the arc they're 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 going on right now. Tony man five takeovers could whole, be a whole year worth of takeovers could be. and finally we've got a text question from dan olding who will be the first british world champion in wwe and as a bonus which former british wrestler could have or should have been world champion the qu- the answer there is easy pete dunn uh, uh oh yeah no i was going to the second oh. part of that question William Regal, yeah, the WCW World Champion at least. Yeah, maybe not WWE because there's a lot of big names there. But uh, no, Pete Dunne, Pete for Dunne sure. should be World Champ at oh, some point. Yeah. Very soon. He's yeah. phenomenal. Yeah, yeah, I'd go with Pete Dunne. Pete Dunne is just he's a freaking wrestling machine, mm-hmm.
2: dude. Mm-hmm. He is so good, and he's yeah. young. He could you know give him a, cu- a couple of years, put the world or the WWE title, the Universal title on him, mm-hmm. and carry that belt for a long oh, time. Oh yeah,
1: I think we actually have one more question. Oh on the Patreon. Okay, so this last question is from Dylan Haggett, and he asks, which unsanctioned match was better, Shawn Michaels versus Triple H from SummerSlam 2002 or Gar- Gargano Ciampa from TakeOver New Orleans? SummerSlam 2002, is that uh, the street fight, his uh, return match? Sounds like I it. I think that was Shawn Michaels' return match, and it was a street fight, and it was that thing that it was like, oh, my God he's only gotten better since his time away. So let's see if that's the match that he's talking about.
2: Unsanctioned Street
1: Fight. Yeah, that's, that's the, the one. Gosh, that's they the almost
2: went a half hour. Yeah. Um, I'm going to give the edge to Gargano Ciampa just because the level of storytelling we were dealing with in that match, as I mentioned earlier, symbolism, metaphor, is stuff that I hadn't seen employed in wrestling before to that degree. Um, so since they're operating on a different storytelling level I'm gonna give that one the nod
1: I would probably so I'm leaning towards what you're saying but just for the sake of I haven't seen the street fight but it is it is fairly legendary Uh, I would say it's a wash because you have the history of Triple H and Shawn Michaels Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you have his return Mm -hmm. you have him pulling this out of the bag like oh my god this dude has stepped his game up after four years off you have all that playing into that match on such a huge yeah, stage. Yeah, 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 I'd say it's a wash. I just yeah,
2: think... okay, okay, all right, fair enough. Both the same. I won't disagree
1: with you. Both the same.
2: I won't disagree with you.
1: Another great episode of Matt Chat in the bag. Thanks so much, patrons, again. Patreon.com forward slash Steven Larson. $20 a month, you can get your face right here every week on Matt Chat or your text question right here on Matt Chat. Until next time, we'll talk to you guys later. Goodbye.